Hello, and welcome to Cherry Beckert's podcast for real estate and construction, where we discuss developing trends and market dynamics, as well as tax and accounting tips that could impact your business. We are very excited to kick off a four-part series on Opportunity Zone regulations for investors, which will provide clarification and insight into key changes in the final regulations. I'm Polly Hoja, a senior manager in our Washington, D.C. practice. I've been fortunate to be able to sit in on the IRS hearings leading up to the final regulations. I'm here today with Rick Schneider, a seasoned real estate professional, tax partner, and the chairman of our Opportunity Zone Task Force team. Thanks for joining us today, Rick. I'm very glad to be here and certainly to address our podcast series. So today we will give you some teasers on our upcoming episodes led by real estate professionals and experts from across our firm. Now, listeners, before we get started, how many of you have read all 544 pages of the final Opportunity Zone regulations? I'm guessing that not everyone is raising their hand. But that's okay, because you don't have to. We've got a fantastic lineup of professionals to provide you with guidance. Now, Rick, to refresh everyone's memory, can you provide us with a brief overview of the Opportunity Zone program? Glad to. So the Opportunity Zone program, enacted as part of the Tax Cut and Jobs Acts of 2017, was aimed at incentivizing investors with realized capital gains to reinvest those dollars in underserved communities across the U.S. There are three tax incentives provided investors. First, the ability to defer recognition of gains on the sale of assets. Second, a permanent reduction in a portion of the deferred gain to be recognized. And then third, a permanent exemption on future gains with respect to reinvested proceeds. Now, an investor accomplishes this by investing their gains in a qualified opportunity fund, an investment vehicle specifically focused on making investments in qualified opportunity zone businesses and property. Now, many of our upcoming podcast topics will focus on questions from clients that wish to invest in these qualified opportunity funds or QAFs, as well as questions we've heard in the marketplace. Can you give us a sneak peek at the upcoming podcast series that covers eligible gains and the timing of the investment of the eligible gains? Certainly. So Catherine Baisley and Michael Elliott as part of our team will be leading that discussion and they will be addressing the flexibility that the IRS provided with regard to the definition of eligible gains as well as the very favorable rules around the timing of when investors have to invest those proceeds into a qualified opportunity fund, particularly as it relates to flow-through entities, so that investors actually have information relative to the gains realized by those funds and being able to then reinvest those in a timely manner. Now that sounds like a great episode for folks to listen into. We fielded a lot of questions surrounding inclusion events. What are inclusion events, and why do listeners need to listen to our podcast on how inclusion events are addressed in the final regulations? So inclusion events are really those transactions after an investor has made their investment in a fund that could trigger the deferred gain. And so it's very important for investors to be careful about the transactions they enter into 
like transfers or gifts of an investment in a qualified opportunity fund because those types of transactions could trigger the gains and therefore they wind up paying tax early. Uh, Shannon McCoji and Mark Cooter of our team will be addressing that as well as talking about when those triggering events occur, what can investors do to help plan and solutions for addressing those gains that they've recognized. So folks really need to listen in on that podcast to be aware of any possible tax consequences. Really is important um, to make sure that they don't trigger the gains ahead of time intentionally or unintentionally. So at the IRS Oz hearings, we heard a lot of comments regarding confusion surrounding an investor's ability to exit from a fund at the 10-year mark. How was this addressed in the final regulations? So at those hearings, this was a very significant issue with regard to the first round of regulations they, they put out. I think the IRS did an admirable job of really listening to what people's feedback was with regard to this and came out with very favorable rules to address how someone can exit out of a fund uh, and be able to be exempt on the gains, whether that gain is realized at the investor level or whether it's being realized at the fund level or even at the Qualified Opportunity Zone business level. Uh, so all these gains are going to be exempt for purposes of exiting. And so that's very favorable. And we're going to have Ron Wainwright and Jason Hort of our team to address those rules uh, for folks. So we have some excellent topics to be covered during the investor series. Cherry Beckert will also have a podcast series um, in, involving fund level topics. What topics related to OZ funds can listeners expect to learn more about during the fund series? So yes, the fund series will be our second part and we're really focusing on going into a deep dive on certain rules regarding funds such as operating in a qualified opportunity zone business and what that means and definitions there. Also specific rules dealing with real estate and the substantial improvement rules and the time frame on which uh, investors have, or I'm sorry, the funds have to uh, invest in real estate and, and cause those substantial improvements to be created. In addition, you know, the definition of triple net lease and whether they qualify as a uh, trader business for purposes of these rules. And then finally, operating in a business in an opportunity zone, particularly the 50% of the income having to be in the, op in the opportunity zone. How is that defined? What are the safe harbors with regard to that? So a lot of interesting and, and flexible rules that the IRS have come out with to help folks. Our listeners have a lot to look forward to. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our first podcast. Thanks for listening in. Stay tuned for our next podcast where Catherine Baisley and Michael Elliott will delve deeper into eligible gains and the timing of those gains. We look forward to having you join us again. In the meantime, if you have any questions or need further information, please visit us at cbh.com and enjoy your day.